thought we were filming today, dude. Where are we? We are filming. We're filming our Halloween special, and we're hunting ghosts. I looked this place up on Yelp. It's super haunted. Don't worry about it. Yelp? Yeah. Where do you find your haunted places? Anyway, I got this ghost camera that should let us see the ghosts up close. I had to steal it from Zach Baggins, but he had like 12 of them, so I don't really think it's a big deal. Well, what do you see? Hold on, let me get it going. It's super grainy, but I think I see something. It can't be. What? What is it? Let me see. It's it's Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell. What? But they're not even dead. Give me that. Holy cow. Are they having a rematch of their boxing match? We gotta get out of here. Let's leave, man. Let's go. He is someone to watch. I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's that's oh my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome back to Five Yard Fantasy. And today we have a special guest making their first appearance on our show. What's up, Ethan? Hey, how's it going, Jackson? It's good. It's good. Thank you for making the time to be here today. Uh, talk some fantasy football with us. And uh, I got to get it out of the way. We've both had a bit of a rough go of it in our offsides fantasy league. Unfortunately, if you guys remember the draft that we did, uh, a few episodes back, Ethan wasn't able to make it on the show, but he did draft with us. He's in that league. Uh, we're both off to a two and four start. And uh, I think we got to spend a minute trying to get our lineups right before we fall to two and five. What do you think, Ethan? That draft was not the best for me. I let auto draft take control because I was busy with some college visits. Oh, and, no. Yeah. It auto was not draft. that fun. <laughs> I got lucky with Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey, but... Other than that, everybody else is either injured or hasn't been getting fed the ball. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat with the injuries. How about you talk us through that trade that you suckered our fellow writer Casey into last night uh, to acquire Devontae Adams? How, how did that come to be? Well, she sent me a trade, and it was uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and a second-round pick for next year in exchange for Devontae Adams. And I was already, I think... It was either you or Mark that I had a deal with where saying that if Devontae Adams played well, they could trade for him by the end of the season. But then she sent me such a good trade that I just basically sent her a rebuttal to see how high she was willing to go for Devontae. And it ended up getting up to uh, Clyde Overdeller and a first round pick for Devontae Adams. And Oh, okay, okay. So I totally misunderstood that trade. I thought you were on the other side of it. I thought you got Devontae Adams for that price. Now, okay, okay. She swindled you. Now, (laughs) in my defense, I really need a quarterback, and I'm hoping that Bryce Young delivers on whatever team that he gets on to. Are you tanking? And I'm also hoping that Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Isaiah Pacheco take over. Okay. Okay. I can see Pacheco taking over. I just, I don't know. Edwards Alaire was somebody I was on a sell high on. I I thought he was somebody that should have been sold. So when I saw that trade, I thought you had made it from the Edwards Alaire in the first round pick to acquire Devontae Adams, who I thought was a great buy low candidate given the recent uh, assault news. I don't think he'll end up suffering too much of a suspension for that. I think maybe two or three games, but uh, I think, I think he's a great by low candidate. So I think Casey kind of got you on that one. I hate to tell you, my friend. Well, I was looking long term because I 
I hate to break it to you, but I'm not winning this league this yeah season. That's um, fair. Long term dynasty speaking, league. Derek Carr. Derek Carr doesn't look like he's going to make it that far. In the that's next, fair. Like five years. That's fair. And with that, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I love that guy. Like I named my cat after him. <laughs> that's how much that I like him as a player. So big, uh, big Chiefs fan over here. Oh yeah. Uh, you are from the Kansas City area, yeah? Uh, no, I'm actually from Des Moines. Des Moines. I do go okay. to Kansas City, or not quite a bit, but plan yeah. on going to Kansas City quite a bit. Okay, okay. I was thinking you were from KC. My bad. I thought we were both from Missouri. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you starting on your personal team this week? Before we get into our league-wide starts and sits, I think we got to figure it out for ourselves so we avoid an L. What What's going down for you? Um. I currently got Jacoby Brissett as my quarterback, which is a very hefty gamble. But considering that Matthew Stafford's got to buy, Jameis Winston is out, and my other quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater, it's not looking good for that situation. Um, I've also got DeAndre Swift in, which is also a gamble since he's questionable. But I think that he's going to pull through because he's doing pretty good with his recovery. I, I think that's what they were saying. This is, I think they wanted to wait till after the bye, and they just had their bye last week. So I think he should be good to go. Yeah. Uh, I have a similar quarterback controversy to you. Josh Allen is on his bye week. I took Josh Allen in the first round of our draft. So now I'm left with a tough decision between Zach Wilson, who faces the Denver Broncos, and Andy Dalton, who I picked up this week off the waiver wire, who plays the Arizona Cardinals. I think I'm rolling with the Red Rifle against the Cardinals. I feel like that's a more favorable matchup, even though I would prefer to start Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson's going to get decimated by the Broncos. I think. Yeah. The Broncos, as much as I hate the Broncos, <laughs> I, it's like taking my own poison. Cause I hate the Broncos, but I think they're a better defense than the bills right now. So yeah. Zach Wilson will probably get picked apart. I think so too. I think it's just a, a must avoid for Zach Wilson. And I think even if Andy Dalton doesn't deliver a great game, it's going to be a little bit better than whatever Zach Wilson would have done. Mm-hmm. I, I might be, my ship might be sunk unless Ramondre Stevenson can deliver a huge one against the bears. But I think that is something we'll get into Ramondre a little bit later, but he, he's a big one for me this week. That bears matchup is it's pretty tasty. I would have to say they allow a ton of rushing yards. Yeah, it helps when they have no D-line yeah, <laughs> without Khalil Mack. Who's carrying you this week? Who do you think? Probably Travis Kelsey. Hard to go with anybody else. <laughs> yeah, he he tore up the 49ers last time they faced off, which was, I guess, the Super Bowl. So hopefully that reciprocates without them having their big defensive stars that they had at the time. Let me run something by you here. So – I'm currently debating between starting Dalton Schultz, who just got cleared to to full active status and does have Dak Prescott this week, or going with who do I got on my bench here? Um, yeah, or going with Taysom Hill. Who do you what do you think? Or I also have Andrew back. I mean, that would be a pretty interesting stack with Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill. That is that is true. Could roll with that against the Cardinals, but that- then. I- Making on the Saints to take the Cardinals down, which I don't know how likely that is to happen, given they have like half their receivers out. I mean, you've also got to take into the factor that the Cardinals also are 
to put it mildly, very poorly coached. And that's uh, good. I too am an anti Cliff Kingsbury man. I <laughs> I think that man should have stayed at Texas Tech, if not lost that job. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I I think maybe I will stack those two. Maybe that that's a bold stack, but I think I might have to roll with it. I think I need a bold move to take down Alec this week. And that could be just what it is. Yeah, Alec is a monster right now. He's playing he's, well. He's destroying. Four and two. Good good performances from Alec's team. And he's not even in the fantasy department of <laughs> of offsides. Uh, no, he's he's three three. Oh, he's three three. I thought he was four two. All right. Well, I'm gonna make him three and four this week. <laughs> <laughs> Who Send are you him into a losing record? Yeah, right. Who are you playing? Uh I'm facing Drew and Right now, he isn't looking too well. He's got P.J. Walker as his quarterback, and it looks like he's only going to get carried by Kenneth Walker. Ken Walker could be dangerous this week. That's a yeah. spoiler on my starts of the week, which uh, oh. we can go ahead and roll into him if you're ready. Oh, yeah, that that works. All right, you want to go with yours first? I'll let you have the honors. Uh, sure. My starts right now, I've got Jacoby Brissett because obviously he's on my team, so I hope that he does well. <laughs> and I mean, like, Baltimore has given up a ton of just complete leads. Like, and they're all recently. So wherever the Ravens are predicted to have a blowout, their opponent's also really going to have a really great game, especially with him passing to Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Njoku and Kareem Hunt. I like that math formula there. Ravens project blowout equals good game for opponent. That's a, I, I like that. Um, I mean, I don't think we'll see how it runs this week. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the Browns are going to win, but they'll do well. I almost had Njoku as my tight end of the week. I, I was yay close to, to sneak in him in, but uh, somebody else beat him out. So I, I do kind of agree that uh Brissette could be, could be a good one this week. Who else you got? Uh, Josh Reynolds. Uh, so Jared Goff has been favoring Reynolds over St. Brown in the end zone. And I know that St. Brown's been slightly injured, but I don't see why Goff wouldn't aim towards Reynolds even after St. Brown's back. I feel like St. Brown's going to turn into Julio Jones where he's going to get it down the field and then they're going to pass to somebody else. Yeah, I could, I could see that happening. Uh, he's coming back off that injury too, so it could be a rough week for him. Uh, Detroit, they, you know, it's a tough matchup for them too this week. Uh, they are playing, slipping my mind, but I remember it being a rougher one. The Cowboys, yeah, that's a tough matchup. Uh, I knew it was somebody tough. That's, I think you're kind of outclassed in that one. So I, I do agree. Amon Ross and Brown may get double covered and Josh Reynolds could, could free himself up for some good yardage. He's got great chemistry with, uh, Jared Goff from there. Yeah. Rams era. Who else you got? Uh, Evan Ingram. Ooh. He's like, he's like everybody's sleeping on him. Like he's, he's just really, really good for the situation that he's in right now. Yeah, I totally agree. In fact, I actually agree so much that I must have missed him on your list because he's on mine as well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I am. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'll go ahead and do my piece on Evan Engram too after you do yours since we've we've got him right here one after yeah. the- 
Yeah, I think that he could easily become like a Lamar Jackson or Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey and Mahomes type of matchup. Yeah, with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence does seem to like him a lot. My whole thing, I, I'm smelling a revenge game brewing for Evan Engram against his former team, the Giants. At home in Jacksonville, gets a crack at him. I think he's good for at least 13 to 15 points. Uh, should just definitely be motivated to prove that he is an asset that the Giants should have retained last season. I think he felt like he was a part of their rebuild, like he felt like he was contributing, and they let him walk. Uh, so if I'm Evan Engram, I want to prove to this somewhat rebuilt Giants team, you could have been better with me, and I will show you how much better you could have been with me by performing really well against you this weekend. So I am, I'm riding with Evan Engram. I'm right there with you. Uh, and we'll go ahead and knock one of my starts off the list as well. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your last one? Uh, I've got Alec Pierce. Uh, he's got the best chemistry with Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan's coming off of the career week. Like, pretty sure he threw over 300 yards, three or four touchdowns. And, yeah, you look at that with him facing the Titans, who their only defensive back that's actually putting up a fight is Kevin Byard. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're allowing the most pass yards in the league right now. Uh, it's been ugly over there in Tennessee. So, I cannot go against you on that one. Pierce does seem to have started to develop good chemistry, especially in the absence of Michael Pittman. When he missed a couple games, I think Pierce was able to start to fill that role as the it guy for Matt Ryan. And uh, he, they definitely have a lot of chemistry. So, yeah, this isn't the offsides league, but in another one of my leagues, I've got a stack of Pierce Pittman and uh, Matt Ryan. And Ooh, riding with the Colts in that league. Hopefully they go off because right now I'm missing Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, no. Missing Jalen yeah. Hurts. And you got to ride with the Colts. That's, oh, boy. It's the Titans, though, so it's, it should be good. Should be a favorable matchup. If there's any week to ride with the Colts, I think this is the week to do it. All right, uh, let's knock my starts out real quick. Dak is back, baby, and we are rolling with Dak and the Cowboys against a super porous Lions defense that is the worst overall in the NFL in terms of yards against per game. They're seventh worst against the pass alone, and I think the return of Dak, getting your leader back, that should re-energize Dallas. They just got beat by their biggest rival on primetime, Monday Night Football. You hate to see it, or Sunday Night Football, excuse me, no better time to get your leader back. Flex your muscles. Build yourself confidence against an inferior opponent. Don't worry about the rust. Don't worry about the injury. Slam Dak this week. He's a must start for me. Yeah, Dak is – I love Dak as a player. I hate going up against him in Madden. But, <laughs> you know, he's, he's really good. And I love to see him back and playing at his best. Because, I mean, seeing him in the ACL – with his ACL tear – kind of stung but seeing him coming back a second time i just really want to ride with him and the cowboys i totally agree with you i uh i'm really hoping he looks 100 percent healthy this week i think like i said i think this is a week for dallas to bounce back and bounce back really strong from a tough game against the eagles they almost came back and won that game they showed a lot of fight in that game and i think that fight leads them to a massive win over a inferior lions team I also think you missed a very, very subtle uh, pun when you said, don't worry about the rust. You should have said, don't worry about the rush. 
Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Now that he, I need to get you as a writer for, for this podcast. <laughs> My receiver of the week is facing the commanders. And I think he should be able to get open just enough to become quite fantasy valuable. Uh, Alan Lazard and Aaron Rodgers have been relatively consistent for fantasy but they have had a rough couple of weeks in terms of getting wins on the board. Uh, and this week against the Commanders, I think they can try to get back on track. They've been pretty soft against the pass. They've just been pretty soft overall as a defense this season. And I think it's time to put some faith in Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league for a reason. And I think he shows us why uh, Alan Lazard should benefit from that a lot this week against the Commanders. Yeah, Alan Lazard is... He's like a hometown player. He's from Urbandale in Iowa, I think. Oh, how Somewhere about that? Somewhere in Des Moines. But anyway, yeah, he he's great. Like, I love watching him play with Rodgers. He really elevates the game. And he's I loved watching when they faced the Chiefs and it was Jordan Love and Alan Lazard. Uh, it was really, really good and bad to see him hurdle over Daniel Sorensen. Like, <laughs> Are you an Iowa State Cyclones fan? Oh, no. Oh, okay. I, I don't pay attention to any college football at all because, like, I already have enough with the 3,000 players in the NFL. So <laughs> it's just that. hard to keep up with. I hear you. Uh, my, my last start, we already covered Evan Ingram. This rookie's been on a tear lately uh, since he took over Rashad, for Rashad Penny. And this week presents a beautiful matchup for him. Ken Walker faces a Chargers defense that is surprisingly a bottom 10 unit against the run. And Walker should be able to gash them regularly for a third straight big fantasy game. I am projecting a third week of over 15 points for Ken Walker the third. Uh, I think the Seahawks will be easily able to stay in this game against a Chargers team that's just been really underwhelming to this point. They just have not played anywhere near as well as I thought that they would. I know Justin Herbert's been injured. I know they're missing Keenan Allen but they really got to get right. They really got to prove why we all thought they were Super Bowl contenders at the beginning of this year. Yeah, the Chargers are pretty much falling apart. And as much as I hate to see it, J.C. Jackson's really getting exposed. He hasn't so... played well. It's been really surprising. He was one of my favorite signings, not to cut you off totally, but he was yeah. one of my favorite signings from New England last year. And he has just been a little bit, a little bit lost in coverage. I, I don't know what exactly the issue is there because he's so talented. So I, I just don't think they're deploying him right. Yeah, the only thing I would point out that would kind of contradict that is Cleo Mack has been just on a mean streak. Like he's destroying yes. the run whenever he's on the field. The that only is- thing that's changing that is when they run away from him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you can scheme around it though. I think Ken Walker should be able to get some stuff done. The Seahawks line has played pretty well. Charles Cross has been a revelation as a rookie for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully that line can can get some push, get some good movement. Who are your sits for this week, Ethan? Let's hear them. First one, we got Chase Edmonds. He's Ooh. currently in a committee with him and Sony Michelle and Raheem Mostert. And with Tua being back, that committee's kind of dwindled down to just Mostert since Tua's just basically able to run around and chuck it down to Hill and Waddle like Mahomes <laughs> used to. So hopefully, I'd love to see Chase Edmonds get some touches, but in recent games where they've all been able to play, he's just been getting stuffed at the line on first and second down. Yeah. 
the Miami just has not committed much to the run game. They are very much invested in what they know they're best at, which is passing the ball down the field. And I, I totally agree with you. Probably steer clear of their running backs. Yeah. Uh, my second set is just all the Chiefs wide receivers. Like Mahomes, I think it was week one, he said that you shouldn't trust any of them except for maybe Juju. But he didn't say the Juju part. That's from me. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he said that you shouldn't trust any of them because he's not going to be having a favorite target. And to make that even better, I'm pretty sure that his top target for the past six games was just a different person each time. So he's proving his point. And I just steer clear of them because you don't know which one's going to get in the end zone. Yeah, I agree with that, especially this week against the 49ers. Their defense has been really quite good. Uh, I had to watch them stifle the Rams passing attack outside of anybody other than Cooper cup, who might be the most talented receiver in the NFL. So unless you think any of the chiefs receivers are the most talented receiver in the NFL, uh, I wouldn't ride with them this week. Yeah. Niners defense has been real good. Yeah. The only chiefs receiver that I would probably pick is Juju unless they sign OBJ. But right now that's looking a little doubtful because he's looking like he's wanting to go to the bills. There's rumblings about the Kansas City connection. I've been hearing a lot about that in the last 24 hours. Yeah, he. I heard uh, Travis Kelsey uh, changed how his contract was, but they're making it look like it's going to be to trade for Brian Burns hmm. from the Panthers. Interesting. Yeah, I think the Panthers are ready to full-on rebuild. So it's going to be a yeah. – I think – I know we said on the account the trade deadline might be quiet, but I think we're going to see Akers move. I think we might see Burns move. I think we'll probably see OBJ get signed. I think Corey be- Davis was also looking to. Oh, get is Davis too. looking to get traded? That makes sense. He's been buried in that uh, Jets receiver core. That Jets receiver core got good in a hurry. Ah, <laughs> they, they really did. Ah, who's your last sit of the week? Uh, I've got two, two more, actually. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I've got Kenyon Drake. Uh, the Ravens are a first-half team, as we've seen the past three weeks. They suck in garbage time unless they're passing or having Lamar run or just handing it off. Kenyon Drake, he hasn't really been getting fed the ball unless they're, like, really high up, and even then he doesn't really do much in it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Uh, it's been tricky to get a lot of volume out of Drake, uh, especially with the – um return of jk dobbins and obviously lamar jackson dominating uh as a runner as well so they they really only use those two so drake isn't really very valuable anymore yeah i I feel like he's everybody's jumping the gun on him because he had one 20 point game Mm -hmm. and i feel like that everybody's jumping the gun on another player that's robbie anderson he's Ah. been sent to the cardinals who as we have established are poorly coached and that plus him fighting with coaches on the Panthers doesn't look like a good spell. So, like, if he can't get anything done with his old coach, I think that it's safer to just accept that DeAndre Hopkins is going to just destroy. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think this is definitely a week to avoid Anderson. I'm not even sure how much he plays this week, uh, given the trade happening later on in the week and him probably not being able to adapt to their playbook in time. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays less than 50% of their snaps, if he plays at all. Uh, 
it it should be he i think he is somebody that i and i made a tiktok about him the other day uh i think he's somebody that could be potentially fantasy valuable i think people are jumping the gun a little bit on rondale Moore, uh because the cardinals are coached by cliff kingsbury i feel like it's tough to trust that kingsbury will properly use rondale Moore and use him as anything other than a gimmick receiver for like jet sweeps and short outs so i need to see Rondale Moore become a true steady part of that offense when DeAndre Hopkins is back because I know he was getting volume before DeAndre Hopkins was back but with DeAndre Hopkins it's tough to trust that the volume will be there for him yeah it's just hard to decide whether or not the Cardinals are even going to be good because they've lost Christian Kirk they are getting uh DeAndre Hopkins back, but then they're losing Marquise Brown. They got Greg Dorch involved, but he hasn't been showing face since Marquise Brown got back. It's just a big mess. Yeah, it really is. Uh, speaking of, I think a potential mess this week could be back into that Jacksonville game. The Giants face the Jaguars this week, and uh, that just sounds like a great matchup to run Saquon in, doesn't it, Ethan? Sounds like a really yeah. good matchup for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, in fact, he's actually, he's actually sleeper's second highest projected RB for week seven, if you believe that. Uh, 19.9 points being projected to Saquon. That'd be a, that'd be a solid night from, for Barkley. However, their projection has Barkley rushing for 77 yards and receiving for 37 with about half of a touchdown. But what if I told you that the Jaguars actually field the league's third best unit against the run through the first six weeks of the season, and that they only allow an average of 89 total yards a night on the ground. So it's tough to trust a 77-yard projection for him when they only allow 12 more yards than that total. Meanwhile, a 37-yard receiving projection feels pretty optimistic for a guy who hasn't been super involved as a receiver this season, averaging just 25 yards per game for Barkley. And before you tell me the Jags haven't been tested by a running back, let me refer you to the game where they held Jonathan Taylor to just 63 total yards of offense or Austin Eckler to just 53 total yards of offense. They've given up a few nice games to running backs, but most of them have proven history as receivers. So I am absolutely fading Saquon this week. Sorry, Big Blue Nation. I, I'm going against him. What do you yeah. think? It's bold. That's a lot to unload. <laughs> it's bold, but I came with the evidence. <laughs> That's even more bold than like my Robbie Anderson vote. Um, I actually think that Barkley is going to explode if he tries to stay away from Josh Allen. You think? Right now, Josh Allen is pretty high up in the tackles list. So He's been I, a one-man wrecking crew for the Jets. Yeah. And I think he can get it done again. They, they've also gotten really good play from Trayvon Walker. Uh, I, I, there's, they're a better defense than people give them credit for. Uh, so I, I'm definitely going against Saquon this week and we're running out of time here. So let me jump right into my next one. Uh, and this next one's kind of a sign of the times. It would have been very odd for me to say that Russell Wilson against the jets was an unfavorable matchup for Russell Wilson a year ago, but here we are. Uh, the jets just locked down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and they have some really nice young pieces in their secondary and on defense overall. Russell Wilson still hasn't proven that he's back to normal. And with that shoulder injury now potentially being more of a factor, it's just really hard to trust him this week. He's been under 15 points almost every single game this year, and I don't think he clears it again this week. The Broncos are just falling apart on offense. Like It feels like they signed a deal that whenever their defense does good, their offense <laughs> will do bad. 
<laughs> defense is doing really, really good. So their offense has to play really, really bad to compensate. They they can never get both. Sorry, Mark and James, if you guys. Would. I feel like, oh yeah, I feel like if uh, Russell Wilson is going to end up probably being like Peyton Manning. I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but it feels like their defense are just dragging the corpse of Russell Wilson. Yeah, and wins. yeah, I I can definitely see that. Where if they could get the offense going at all, they would probably be a Super Bowl contender. But the offense is just so bad, it's. It's dragging them down. Someone we had as a start just a few weeks ago uh, and actually worked out really great was Jacoby Myers. However, last week, the volume completely faded for Myers and a matchup against a tough Bears defense makes Myers better left on your bench this week. The Bears have been really good against receivers for fantasy this year. Uh, while they've been gashed regularly by running backs, receivers have been not a problem for them. I think they're fourth best uh, against of all NFL teams against receivers. So expect the Patriots to exploit the Bears' ground weaknesses early and often via Ramondre Stevenson, via Damian Harris. Stevenson is absolutely a bonus start for me this week. I know I mentioned him earlier in this episode, but I am very much... Stevenson's one of my favorite players in the NFL. If you listen to this podcast, I've I've hammered on Stevenson before, and I will continue (laughs) to do so. He is a must-must start. Yeah, I feel like Jacoby Myers is reverting back to his 2021 days where he was just getting past the ball and no touchdowns at all the volume is there the volume has been there up until last week but i think when mac jones comes back i think they have a better connection than zappy and him do uh zappy overfed him i think that first week i think he fed him like 13 times and then went down to like four uh so it'll be it'll be interesting to see where it all ends up for myers but i just don't think this is the week to go with him i think he's he's probably got safe value later on this season just because the Patriots don't really have any other receiving options, but uh, not this week. Yeah, I feel like Hunter Henry is probably going to be the one this week for the Patriots. Yeah, if, if it's anybody in the receiving Walker. option. Yeah. Uh, last up here, and then I'm going to let you go. This tight end was super productive last week, but I fear it may be unsustainable. And Ayush was big on him in his stonks and non-stonks section. Go, go check out Stonks and Non-Stonks on Offsides NFL Instagram if you haven't already. Uh, but Daniel Bellinger, he caught a touchdown and he ran one in uh, for the Giants last week in London, uh, cheerio, to lock up a solid fantasy performance. But that's just not something we can expect on a weekly basis from Daniel Bellinger. Uh, I don't think, until we see him consistently running with the football, consistently getting more volume, it's it's been very questionable volume wise. Last week was just the second time he saw as many as five targets in a game this year. Usually he's three to four, if not if even that many. Uh, I don't think you can trust Bellinger as a long term option for fantasy. Uh, I am out on him. Yeah, Bellinger is definitely not any and he's definitely going to be not going to be able to fill in those shoes. So yeah, he's been added a lot this week uh, on waivers. I I think I used might have played a role in that in that stonks or not stonks segment, but uh, I I just have to go against the IU. Sorry, buddy, but uh, I'm out on Bellinger this week. Yeah, I I honestly didn't even he wasn't even on my radar until Ayush made that post. Yeah, and even I, then I was like, yeah, that's not sustainable. I kind of ca- I I hate to say I like did this because I used did it, but I kind of did. Like it, it's I saw I used put him in the stong section, and I was like, I. I just don't agree. And this is a perfect way to express that disagreement. Uh, so I hope I use hears this. Love you, buddy. <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> All right. 
we will sign off. Uh, you guys take care. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the games tonight. Um, we got a big one, so enjoy it. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. We're out of here. Yeah. We'll see ya. He is someone to watch. I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a good pick. That's oh a good my pick. goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it.